The following program is presented to you by THT, the handshaking team, right here on SNME Radio. Listener discretion is advised. We encourage you to post your thoughts, feedback, or critiques on social media with the hashtag setting the standard. And don't forget to tune in to any of the other fantastic shows on SNME Radio, including BAM Weekly, Tuesday Morning Cooked, NXT Talk, All Elite Weekly, Dr. Mouth's Lunch Party, Smack Daddies, Rampage Ramble, AEWTF, and Pretty Ricky's Famous Internet Show. Matt, it's great to be here with you. We're on episode three now of Setting the Standard. And we've got through a full month, and I haven't decided to cancel the show yet. <laughs> right? We're, just, we're up in here setting a new standard in podcast excellence. And I appreciate every single one of you that have listened along the way. Uh, thank you very much. I know we're only two episodes in, but without you guys uh, giving me the motivation, without the feedback and critique that I've gotten so far, I wouldn't be here still doing it. So thank you very much to everybody who has listened so far, and hopefully you hop onto this audio journey and continue to ride with us. Uh, yeah, and we'd certainly appreciate that. It's been a lot of fun so far, and uh, it's been a busy uh, January for us both, I think. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've had going on in January? And I, I know I was there for at least some of it. So Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, this was kind of the part of the podcast that I also wanted to include as well, like a little bit of a monthly recap, let you know what we had going on in the months. And then, of course, you know, plug the uh, upcoming show. So that way, in case you're, you know, uh, into what I'm saying and you want to be at the next event, then you have the information to do so. Um, speaking of cross-body pro wrestling has been putting on some fantastic stuff with the uproar tapings. Um, I've had the pleasure of doing a couple of them. Uh, the first two that cross-body has been back for thus far leading up to Family Day Feud 3, I believe. Uh, I, think I believe it... it's the third edition. I believe is it's it... the third edition. I feel like it's five. I think it was at Family Feud 4, maybe. And that was like pre-pandemic. I could Maybe be mistaken. Five. Regardless, we're going to leave this in because this is great audio content, of course. <laughs> but Family Day Feud going down on February 18th. Um, yeah, this is what this all is leading to. And uh, what a first match of 2023. Um, I wasn't kidding when I was plugging in on the first episode, guys. I found out um, that I was going to be in the ring with these three guys. Literally three of the best, not just in Ontario, but in my personal opinion on the independent scene. In Aiden Prince, who's signed to Impact Wrestling, who is an absolute fucking star, who is literally one of the best. Um, Gabriel Fuerza, who we've gone on record to say is literally Ontario's best unsigned talent. And the man who calls him Ontario, calls himself Ontario's greatest, Clay Wilson. Mr. Wilson. So... That night, man, um, it's hard to find the words to describe that night. It's the very first time I have legitimately shed tears in a wrestling ring ever. Um, I don't know what it was. And, like, I almost thought about recording something that night, like, for raw audio so we could insert it. But, like, I really wanted to look back on the moment and really register what happened that night when we recorded this podcast and man um well, there was, I was a lot 
I was there. There was a lot that was going on there. And I don't like it's already aired, right? We can we can discuss the the results. So, you know, you had a little bit of a well, Crystal Moon turned on you. Let's just let's just call it like it is. So, like crossbody, apparently people don't like me. My own brother turns on me. My best friend turns on me. It's just kind of something that happens. Uh, follow along that story too uh, with the uproar tapings leading into Family Day feud and beyond, because I truly feel the story we're telling at Crossbody right now is something truly special. Um, her getting the chance to align with Aiden Prince, not only um, in Seaway Valley, but now getting a chance to do it with Crossbody Pro Wrestling, I think is amazing for Crystal Moon. Uh, I think Crystal Moon is literally at that point right now where she's about to hit that next level. She's going to be signed soon, in my personal opinion. I'm going on record to say it. Um, I, I think the world of that girl, and I think it's just a matter of time. And having somebody like Aiden Prince, who's literally signed Impact Wrestling already, on your side and um apparently a little closer to her than me um is good for you but uh yeah no crossbody that night um it was the atmosphere it was the i think the reality and the realization of being able to hang with those three um i've never thought the world of myself and even doing this podcast and even like looking back on my career like i i still don't think i'm you know the greatest thing on the planet but that night man um I got to hang with three of the best and it, it built a little bit of confidence in me. Um, I'm, I'm ready to take it to the next level. Um, I, I've said it on this podcast and I'll, I'll say it on social media. I'll say it to people's faces. I'll say it all over. Uh, I want to travel. I want to wrestle. I want to take this seriously. Um, it's the reason why I'm back in the gym. It's the reason why I'm trying to cut out the fucking Red Bulls and take myself seriously. Um, this is the year to do it. 2023 is going to be the year of Matthew Grant. And I, I truly believe that is the case. And starting the year with the uproar tapings with that fatal four way proved to me that if I take this seriously, you know, that I could be something. And I, I think again, this four way was huge for me. Um, so I think the emotion that came out at the, the end of that match and even the embrace that I shared with my wife, which by the way, um, the day that this is released, January 27th, big happy birthday to my wife. Oh, um, happy thank birthday, Erin. She is literally my rock and I cannot do this without her. So thank you very much. And I love you. But um, yeah, the embracement that I had with her, the embracement that I had with Ben, the embracement that I had with, uh, you know, the others involved in the match, um, I was very happy with that match that night. And I think it all kind of came to a head when I was laying there looking at the lights after the match. Um, the reaction that I got from the crowd as well. I think it's been really cool to see how at first crossbody, the crossbody crowd really didn't take to me. Um, they really didn't take me seriously, but they watched me get my ass kicked by, you know, Notorious TID and Ben Ortmans and Holden Albright and all these guys over the years that, I probably shouldn't be able to hang in the ring with, but I've been able to. And I think it's time that um, the crowd has began to take me seriously. And it's really cool to see. Um, it's cool to see they believe in me more than I believe in myself sometimes too. Right. So, And hearing you yeah, say no. all that, it, it really puts into context now why we all saw you shedding tears in, in the ring 
on that crossbody pro wrestling uproar taping. It's going on IWTV. You're in there with with three of the top guys and someone you think the world of. And regardless of how I it turned out, I will correct you. Actually, I will correct you. It's actually not behind the paywall. It's actually on YouTube.com. Oh, that one's on YouTube. Body pro wrestling. Yep. I stand corrected, so uh, don't worry about IWTV. Go on YouTube and watch that. You'll see what we're talking about here. IWTV, a fantastic service, so check them out as By well. That is YouTube.com slash Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy. I stand corrected. There we go. Um, I also had a fantastic match on the second uproar taping with Brother Earth. That one has not aired yet. That is this Wednesday, if you're listening to this on the air date. Um, if you're listening to it after Wednesday, I believe it's February 1st, um, then it will be available on Crossbody's YouTube as well. But uh, I won't dive into much to that match. Um, I will just say that we've had a couple chances now to step into the ring with each other, and I truly believe that this was our best one yet, so... I hope people check that out uh, on Wednesday with Crossbody Pro Wrestling. And then coming up on February the 3rd, I'm back there for the uproar taping. Um, I know I've got my semifinal match coming up in the auto bottom of the gold tournament. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Excellent. So, that, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up for, for what happened at Crossbody. But uh, last week, I mean, I tried to make it out. My band was playing a show 10 minutes down the road, tried to slip out and go go to uh of course we're talking about pro wrestling ontario at the germania club it was their fifth anniversary show and we covered pwo on the last show with grinder mark shaw so uh tell us about what happened uh again with grinder mark shaw at this show so again another really like i don't know if we're starting like emotional here i'm, I'm going through something this last little like couple weeks or something but no um seriously like Five years of pro wrestling Ontario means the world to me. Um, that that company was just such a little upstart company from the get-go. And to watch it turn into literally one of the top destinations for wrestlers in Ontario has been truly something special. And to be one of the pillars, one of the people who helped build that place from day one, I think is a little, like, it, it, it means the absolute world to me. It's hard to even fathom, to be honest with you. Um so to throw back the very first show with myself versus Bart Shaw in a singles match and to do it with how far we've both come in those five years, um, it was a special match. Um, it's funny. Um, we both got to the venue and saw each other. And uh, obviously with the passing of Jay Briscoe, um, which, man, uh, that one... That one hit hard. That one hit extremely hard. Um, I've always been a fan of the Briscoes and always been a fan of Jay in particular. I think his Ring of Honor World Championship run is severely underrated. Um, a big RIP to Jay Briscoe. Um, Absolutely, I, I had to get the, I had to get that in there because it, it actually means something to this moment. Me and uh, me and Shaw saw each other and we're like, "Hey, Jay Driller for the finish." We were both on the same page, and it ended up being a spear catch into the Jay Driller. There's a really cool shot by shooting the Indies that he got. Um, that night was really special, but I think what meant more to me than any sort of victory that I could have got on that night was the speech that uh, Shaw Andy gave after the match. Um, nobody knew it was coming, apparently, as well, which is actually kind of like means a lot more to me that he literally kept it from everybody to 
give me that genuine surprise. Um, I just thought he was going to take the mic, put over the company. You know, it's his company. He, it's mm-hmm. his time. It's something he obviously is heavily behind. And with being the promoter, with being the guy, and instead of taking that time to you know relish in the moment, he he put me over, and he said a lot of. Um, very nice things about me and not like again like we, we've had these talks in several car rides and we've had these talks many times whether it be on messenger or whatever the case may be but for him to go out of his way to say all those things about me in front of that crowd in front of the bar peers um again like these first couple of weeks of 2023, man, like just hit me pulling all the heartstrings. Um, I am very grateful for his mentorship and his friend to- friendship and like frontorship. That should be a word. That should Whether be a, a word. friend uh, and a mentor. I'll dig it. I'll dig it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's. It's hard I feel you though. Emotions, words. emotions were yep. running. Like yep. I just watched the dynamite episode with, with, uh, Mark and, um, Jay Lethal to like today. And it, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I was like tearing up at the end just because of who the guy was and all the things you hear about him and just everybody talking about his, his family was number one. And I, so I understand like the emotions are already high. And then you're you're in that position where he's putting you over and you're not expecting it at all. It, it, you're right though; it's like two heavily emotional shows, like almost back to back. It was a pretty crazy way to start 2023. Um, I've got a couple of crazy shows lined up already for uh, the month of February, and I'm hoping to pick that up a little bit more. I'm not going to lie; it's a little on the slower side, but the shows that I do have, I'm super fucking stoked for. So we'll plug those at the end of the show, but. Uh, before we dive into the topic for this week, I'm not the only one that, uh, had a little bit of pro wrestling going on as go hard pro was also this month. And for those who aren't aware, you made your pro wrestling debut against one Holden Albright. Yeah, it was an interesting situation, and I'll try to keep it short because this could easily be a long story. But uh, no, I, I I do I do want a little bit of the the build up because I, I kind of want you to tell people how you got into this position, and then obviously yeah. the experience itself. Okay, so Holden Albright, our mutual friend and fantastic wrestler, he has a Patreon of which I was an early member, and uh, he decided a few months in that he was going to run a contest. And the idea for this contest was we were all going to submit a promo video, one per month, 60 seconds maximum. And at the end of the uh, the year period, so 12 promos, there would be a little physical competition. And the winner would get training and a match with Holden in front of people at a Go Hard Pro Show. So there were quite a few competitors, and uh, I suffered a couple early setbacks. I came up with this fantastic Russian soldier character with an eye patch and a beret and an accent and three months into that Russia invaded Ukraine. So I had to flip that to be his Ukrainian cousin. Uh, so, so that's, I, I ran with that Ukrainian talk like this whole promo contest to do many things, uh, managed to get into the top three and shout out to the other, uh, winners slash finalists, whatever you want to call them. Pizza man, Brian, uh, Gimpy, Jason, that's his own nickname. Please don't cancel us. 
And uh, of course, uh, we had other Brian Hilda Delish, the whole effing bitch. Uh, and and shout out to Curtis as well, who was unable to participate because of his hernia. But yeah, it was quite an experience. So you know, we did about uh, I want to say twelve weeks of training. And and just to clarify, we're not like trained, trained. Like I I can't go out and take bookings. I'm not greenlit. Uh, I was trained in like some fundamentals and basics and enough to get through this particular match. Thank you for clarifying that because most people in your position would just take that as a cue to be like, oh, I got my fucking green light. Let's go. But you you actually have a head on your shoulders. Well, A, first of all, yes, I do. I'm, I have that self-awareness. Right. B, Holden would, would literally kill me or any of us because uh, he sure. also had to make it clear many times, like, you are not green lit. Like, this is not. You can't take bookings, uh, but it doesn't matter because I think I might just go do some training anyways and see see what happens. But uh, it it was a great experience. Holden decided very uh, astutely to run it like a gauntlet match, so uh, each of us would come in and he would take down each one as he as he went through. Uh, a little bit of confusion in the match. I think he might have mixed up a spot. Whatever happened, he ensigreed me right. It was beautiful. Like Holden has no business being that agile for the size that dude is. Like he just enziguried me right in the side of the head, and I blacked out for like a second. I woke up on the ground. I opened my eyes, and I was like, "Oh, I'm on the ground." <laughs> and uh, I remember him pulling me up and saying, "Fisherman," and I just went, "Yep." And he threw the fisherman on me, and and the one, two, three. But I uh, have a ton more respect for pro wrestlers and what you guys do little things that you don't even think of as a fan you focus on things you think are like big things but even something as simple as hitting the ropes let me tell you hitting the ropes sucks okay it sucks and i had nice ropes to hit shout out to crossbody pro wrestling because that ring was great to bump on but yeah you you don't realize how much hitting the ropes sucks until you do it um, just, just there's a little... reason why I walk away with like marks on my back every single match I have. Oh yeah, I had like bruises from. Uh... Oh, and I will I will shout out the uh, I will shout out Grizz uh, Grizzly Mac because he helped out with some of that training, specifically the day where we took 150 strikes. So that was 50 back strikes, 50 forearms, and 50 chops. 25 from Holden, 25 from Grizz each each method. Uh, so that was kind of like your trial by fire see if you can hack it and we all everybody took it so it was uh it was a hell of a ride and then of course the event i had about uh, 14 people show up so i was like a i was glad i got people out to support go hard pro because some of them were non-wrestling fans and they had a blast they were like that was so cool i would definitely go back to a wrestling show and i'm like yes because that's what we want (laughs) yep goal achieved um right you walking away from it i was gonna ask you like is that something you want to do? But you literally already answered my question. I'm flipping oh, the script I, on you asking you the questions. I've been saying it for like months that I would love to get involved. Like it's hard for me because I'm busy. I'm in a band. We play a lot of shows and that's always my priority. But uh, I would love to even get involved in like a personality managerial, something like some sort of aspect. Uh, I've got enough personality and I can talk and and I think I could get by. And But I, I definitely want to do the training just to get it all because you want to know how to take bumps and you want to know how things work and how to do things and you know Mm -hmm. the the roles that that different people play and and there's so much that goes into a wrestling show you have no idea it's not as simple as like i booked all these guys and here's the match card and and, and we do it it's it's a lot and like i said what you guys do in there 
the subtlety, the timing, the precision, uh, it, it is a lot. And I have so much more respect for you guys. Uh, it's not something that it looks like it's, it might be easy to do sometimes. It's really not. Even if you have a natural aptitude for it, it's, it's still a challenge. You got to put in always the work. learning, always learning, man, always learning. And that actually leads in literally to this week's topic. Cause I'll, I'll say it right now. This is part one. Um, we're going to dive into my refereeing career. Um, and it's funny that we're talking about training. We're talking about all that type of stuff because when it, le- when it comes into my beginnings of being a referee, um, I wouldn't say I was training at the time. It's actually kind of funny how I fell into it. Um, so I went to a Steel City Pro Wrestling show, uh, a defunct promotion. Don't try looking them up. <laughs> um, but I went uh, to Steel City Pro Wrestling. Um, it's funny because I I think I went, if I'm not mistaken, to like try and settle a beef with the promoter that had a weird issue with me. So like, I'm going for a completely different reason. I'm trying to you know support independent wrestling as I've always done since day one. So I get there, and I think at the time they're scrambling to find a ring announcer and a referee. And at that time, I had obviously with doing the weekly wrestling podcast, have had done commentary as well as I'd started to t- do a little bit of ring announcing. So immediately I was like, well, I can ring announce. And for some reason, and I'm still like to this day kind of baffled as to why they suggested this, but they recommended that I referee the show instead. And I remember at the time I was kind of like, whatever, like whatever I can do to help out the show, whatever I can do to lend a, lend a hand. So I ref the show and. I think at the end of it, I ended up getting booked for the next show. And I was just like, cool, whatever. Didn't really think much of it. So I think there's a couple shows that go by um, uh, with Steel City. I'm still doing the weekly wrestling podcasting, going to shows every weekend, doing my thing. Not really taking the referee stuff all that seriously. Were you already Um, like trained as a referee at this time? No. Okay. That's what I was curious about. So I just got thrown into the mix. So this is, I want to say November. Oh, man, I couldn't even put a year on this. It's so long ago. Um, I want to say November of 2016. I feel like that's right. I feel like that's right. I gauge time by, like, wrestling pay-per-views. Like, what what pay-per-view was on at this point in my life that this (laughs) happened? That's how I, I figure it out. No, literally, that's that's so accurate. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2016. Um, a couple of shows go by with Steel City, and then all of a sudden, I get a message from uh, Ethan Page, and he's like, "Hey, I notice you've been refereeing a little bit. How would you feel about a spot on Alpha One?" And I was like, "Whoa!" So at this time. Um, I was regularly doing WWP commentary as well as like shirt giveaways during the show. So for me to have an actual role during the show was not only like obviously big for me, but would also kind of, I don't want to say take away from the WWP brand, but 
I wouldn't be in control of it. And that was my baby. So it was like kind of skeptical on all fronts just because I didn't think I could be at that level yet. Right. So obviously my dumb ass immediately says yes. No, no hesitation. No questions asked. Um, that make first sure show, make it. I think I ended up doing, uh, I want to say two or three matches. It wasn't anything crazy. I think they kind of just wanted to throw me in to see what I could do. And like, I look back on that footage now and I'm like, ugh. but so this leads into rips opening. And my original plan when I went to rips, when it opened was literally to take some bumps, get myself trained with ring positioning just so I could better myself as a referee. Um, that was genuinely my goal. Um, a few months in might've flipped the switch a little bit, but, uh, at the time of applying to the HBW Academy, I went in with the mentality of, I want to get better at this. So, especially getting booked for promotions like Alpha One, um, I was starting to, I believe, help out with shows like, or, you know, ref, at shows like Barry Wrestling and, uh, Lucha TO. I know Crossbody got into the mix there and we'll dive into some other promotions, but like, for those promotions to take a chance on me, I was like, okay, I need to start taking this shit seriously. So started to get myself to training and get myself going. And then all of a sudden opportunities just kept popping up. And I don't know how they all kind of came about at the timing that they did, because we got to a point in Ontario where I was literally refing all the shows you want to be at. Like the um, Alpha Ones, the Destinies, Destinies. The, the C4s, the Smash Wrestlings, the Greek Towns. Like, I was literally checking off the boxes on everywhere and anywhere you could want to be as a, as a member of the show. And, like, and this was on a consistent basis that I was allowed a lot of these places, too. Like, I was Alpha Ones regular referee. Um, I was going to Ottawa on a monthly basis for a couple of years. Um, I was getting quite a few bookings, uh, and I was a regular ref with Greektown for a few years. Um, you know, I was back and forth with Destiny and Smash and getting a chance to, you know, da- dive into Lucha TO and becoming Cross Bodies regular ref. Like, it was crazy how much everything kind of fell into place. And then, yeah, it was like a regular thing. And then obviously when I started refereeing, balancing the two was insane. Like multiple shows a weekend. There'd be some times where I'd be wrestling on the early show and then refereeing the late show. Like the, the situations that I found myself in sometimes were a little hectic. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it sounds like it, but you you were while you were doing this you were refereeing you're also still training like as a wrestler continuing to get better and are you so you're doing both double duty sometimes i'm refing sometimes i'm working and when did you like decide i i'm going full out i can tell you because i actually remember like i i can gauge it on a wrestling show 
So there was a few things that helped me make the decision of stepping away and taking wrestling full-time, like being a performer full-time as my thing. Um, There's two matches in particular that I remember that stand out to me, and it's for that same reason of um, wrestling and then refereeing later in the show. Um, And all of this will come back and relate. So I wrestled Mark Wheeler uh, at a Barry Wrestling Canada Day weekend show where I defended my Death Proof Youngblood title. It was very early into my career. It was probably, I think, four or five months in. I debuted in March, and this was July. So, yeah, four months in. And I was wrestling literally one of the best at Mark Wheeler. Um, and then I was refereeing on that same weekend. Um, the one that really stands out to me of like, okay, it's time to start putting the wheels in motion to really make this switch happen is when I wrestled Kingdom James at NSW. Um, so NSW was doing crossovers with Alpha One at the time. Um, so they'd have their show in the afternoon and then Alpha One would have their show during the uh, like evening time-ish. So uh, it was a big storyline build up to myself versus Kingdom James. We had our big match at NSW and then um, I was ref- uh, refereeing the Alpha One show later in the night and it was one person in particular that convinced me. I had heard it many times but I think it was his words that really clicked with me that was like, okay, it's time again to put those wheels in motion. It's uh, Scotty O'Shea, mm. anti-hero. Um, he was like, it's not believable where you're taking bumps on a show as a wrestler, but then you're going in and getting bumped as a ref and you're out for fucking 20 minutes. And I think that was kind of the biggest realization to me. And it like literally like a, my light bulb went off in my head like, huh, you're right. So that was... He's not wrong. I want to say that was March of that year, and I think by August. I may have been another year, but I want to say it was that year that that all went down. By I can August. tell you, it would have been the year that the North were the Impact Tag Team Champions. Uh, because you had just done a post about how you were moving into wrestling full time. And I saw you at an Alpha One show where they were doing a photo op. You held the ring ropes open for me. And I said, Hey, congratulations on going into wrestling full time and everything with Empire. That's awesome. Good for you. Kind of thing. So it would have been what three years ago? Yeah, that sounds about right. So yeah, I think no, four. I think four yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. Four, three, three four? I don't know. We're, we're not here providing facts. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, you can help us with the hashtag setting the standard at all times <laughs> on social media. But yeah, so between that and then I had started to kind of process, okay, yes, unfortunately, this is going to lose me a lot of bookings. Um, I may be a little slow for a while, but 
if people are really believing in me and people are seeing that I'm betting on myself, hopefully they'll give me the chance to prove myself. And obviously over the last couple of years since I've put that referee shirt away, um, as you can hear the confidence in my voice begin to grow more and more throughout this podcast, um, I think we're getting to a point where I'm starting to finally realize that that was the right decision because I struggled for a long time mentally that that wasn't the right decision. I still have people to this day to tell me that that wasn't the right decision. And to be honest, I'm I'm probably going to forever struggle with it, but I think I've come to terms with it right now that that might've been the best thing for me going forward. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's not always about what was right or what was wrong. It's, it's a journey, right? And sometimes you come to a fork in the road and you choose one path. And as long as you're, you're happy with the path you went down, don't lament what was down the other path. You know what I mean? Just be happy that you, you're on a good path right now. And, and I think you are because like you said, some people took, took a chance on you. Ethan Page took a chance on you. Hey, you want to do some alpha one spots, uh, refereeing, you know, Mark Shaw, PWO took a chance on you. It, and people, but you also, you took a chance on yourself and people saw that and they're like, all right, if this guy will take a chance on this, on himself, I'll take a chance on him. And so it's got to be edifying for you looking back at like, you did all these things. You, you, you made a couple tough calls, like, all right, I'm going to do this and see what happens. And it, it's paid off in the end. So, you know, good on you, man. You should have some confidence and give yourself a pat on the back. It's funny because like, Part of the reason why I think I was okay to come to terms with putting that referee shirt away was because I crossed off a lot of those bucket list goals that I wanted to do when I first started with the referee stuff. Um, I got a chance to work for very much almost every promotion in freaking Ontario. Um, got a chance to do some traveling with the referee stuff. Like, uh, I got to go down and do my buddy, uh, Tom's independent pro promotion down in Pennsylvania with uh with Space Monkey and and Kobe Durst we we uh ended up taking a uh Canadian car out there and it was a super fun time man like I remember that weekend in particular very fondly because uh that was a huge weekend for me professionally as we had done the independence pro show in um in Pennsylvania on the Friday and then we had gone to C4 on the Saturday and it, it just had to be that way because it was kind of part of their travels. They were already booked. So obviously, instead of going all the way back to the Toronto area, we might as well go right to Ottawa and then we can go home from there afterwards. Right. So um, myself and David were in the car at the time, JT Kirk as well, um, in case you didn't know. Uh, but we were both in the car at the time and we're like, ah, you know, we'll go hang out, do our WWP thing, hang out. And I got the opportunity to make my C4 debut on that show. And I got to referee Brent Banks versus Jonathan Gresham on that show. There's a great shot. Yeah. There's a great shot of, uh, Brent giving Gresham a super kick. It's kind of funny. Just before we started this pod, I was scrolling through my Instagram and that was one of the shots that popped up. And I was like, holy crap. I kind of forgot that was even a thing. And then the cap that weekend off, I ended up doing alpha one. So like got to make my US debut, make my C4 debut and then cap it off with my home promotion in the same weekend. And that was also our birthday weekend. So it was just like an absolute insane weekend perfect storm and you got to experience it all just through being a ref like it's pretty awesome when you think about it this this whole 
pro wrestling journey that you've done and that every, everybody's on, it takes you in all these different places, but you just, sometimes you get to do really cool things, just being involved in it. And it, it's so, it, it feels so good. Like when you work hard for something and you see the fruits of it, which is what you nice. did. You worked hard as a ref, you, you know, and you brought your gear, bring, Hey, wrestlers, referees, doesn't matter what you are, bring your gear to every show. Okay. I bring a I bring a blazer to every show in case somebody needs a ring announcer. Like I'm telling you, Matt worked hard. You 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 put in so much work, and you're reaping the benefits now, and it's amazing. Number one goal: bring your gear. Number two goal: film your fucking promos horizontally. There we go. <laughs> oh my god, guys! Do not use portrait mode, and and please don't do them in your car. Oh my god. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll refrain from taking shots here. Um, the the other bucket list goal that I, I had for refereeing was getting the chance to do WrestleMania weekend. And I didn't ever think that was going to be a possibility until if we were ever going to see a WrestleMania come to Canada ever again. <laughs> I don't know why. Again, it was one of those things where maybe I didn't believe in myself as much as I did or as much as I could. But uh, then wrestlemania weekend i want to say it was 2019 popped up and i remember just taking the the chance and throwing the fucking message out there of like hey any reps need a or any shows need a ref for wrestlemania weekend and again alpha one ethan page going to bat for me saying yo iwtv you guys need a ref for the weekend or something like that and then like everybody came to bat for me i think c4 had like vouch for me as well so like right. i had all these people coming out of the woodwards voucher for me which was really cool and then i remember i don't know remember where i was but i remember the notification come to my phone of will you be our referee uh from iwtv's account and i was fucking it was almost like a proposal from their account for <laughs> their show and it like it destroyed me i was i i was so happy, but it killed me in laughter. Obviously, again, I replied yes, and I got a chance to do uh, the Alpha One match on that show, and then I ended up doing, I believe it was the Sup Graps show, or Sup Graps match on that show as well, and uh, I got a chance to experience Bloodsport, and got a chance to hang out with a lot of my peers, and then I ended up busing back from New York and making it back in time for my wife's best friend's wedding, so that's just the life of a wrestler, baby. It, oh, it's it's nonstop. Like it, wrestling and music, it's similar, right? We're we're all over the place, and it's it's a wild ride. Like, look at all the stuff you've done, man. And like, look at throw some of the name, drop some names here. Who've you refereed? Drop some more names. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you to at, do it, so it's okay. I, I'm looking at the list of like promotions, and it's kind of crazy because like I refed. Couple dog collar matches in Alpha One. Um, a man you're very familiar with in Gregory Iron versus Ricky oh, yes. Shane Page. That match was absolutely wild. And of course, the most infamous dog collar match in my personal opinion in Alpha One history, MJF versus Ethan Page. Um, yep. I got a chance to ref Cody Rhodes when he came to Alpha One, which was mind boggling. Um, I got a chance to ref Loki at Destiny. Oh yeah, like which is a a fun story on that match, and I'll dive into it really quickly. Um, I never knew to finish to that match, so they told me I was going to do the run in on a particular spot, 
but I never got told to finish to the match. So I think it was a double stomp, if I'm not mistaken, that I did a, a run in on. And I remember doing the count one, two, and there was a kick out. And I remember just thinking to myself in that moment, man, I hope I don't fuck this finish up or I'm going to get killed. <laughs> but well, thankfully, thankfully, Josh Alexander was victorious. I was very aware of what he finishes his matches with. So thankfully, I fucking just counted the one, two, three, and I got my ass out of there unscathed. <laughs> wow. That that would not be. Okay, so just you're roughing Josh Alexander and Loki. I don't know Loki personally. I think I think Aiden Prince was the third in that match, if I'm oh. not mistaken. So Josh Alexander, super nice guy. Also, not a guy I want to piss off though. Like Josh is nice, but don't give him a reason not to be kind of thing. There's a story that went out recently as some American promoter tried to dick the whole show out of money, and Josh literally led the charge to go chase him down. Uh that's the man. So you don't want Josh and Loki pissed off at you behind backstage i don't think that goes over well with anyone uh so yeah it's just that that you know kind of instinct of like oh josh hit a you know spinning tombstone uh better count the three here or whatever it was that he used that night um i got a chance to do something really cool as well that i like again kind of just popped in my mind but uh Vampiro's Underground Invasion. It was a crossover show with Lucha Tio and Smash. Uh, it was at Lee's Palace. It was, I couldn't even tell you the date on it, but it was probably over five, six years ago at this point. It was when Lucha Underground was popular, but yep. I remember the atmosphere in that building being absolutely fucking insane. I remember refing the, the Smash title match that night and it being just the most insane thing ever. Um, the building like felt like it was shaking from like the atmosphere. Um, it reminded me of literally like the most popular or most insane reaction. I think I've ever experienced in my pro wrestling career thus far in general. And it was during my referee career. And it's crazy because it's two guys I look up to, but it was fight or flight when they won the C4 tag team titles. Um, mm. I remember literally counting the one, two, three in that place, like the roof blew off. And again, that's just one of the cool moments. And then like, I will never, ever get over being able to say that I took a Sabu from Sabu. I got a chair thrown in my face as a referee from Sabu. That's amazing. People would kill for that opportunity. You got the ref. Tajiri, not once but twice. I got the ref the Unholy Alliance's reunion match at Greektown. Like, the things I got to do as a referee, I, like, I don't think I can really take in properly. And to this day, I don't think I can take in properly. Like, I'll be sitting here watching episodes of Raw, episodes of AEW, episodes of SmackDown, and I'm just like, it, it kind of registers momentarily of like holy shit you have worked with like a lot a lot yeah. of these guys <laughs> because everybody and this is why supporting independent wrestling is so important not not to say don't yeah. support everybody else but the people at the big companies they have big contracts and they've got they're gonna have fans no matter what just because they're there but it, independent wrestling they all start here most of them start here and and you know you support them starting now and and you watch them grow and it's just amazing um same like people i look at i'm like wow like i 
smoked a joint behind a venue with you and now you're like you know uh a champion in wwe like it's wild like the way things go you so support independent wrestling it's so important to do that and i just want to stress that because i'm big into that hell of a way to wrap up this podcast eh oh yeah I mean, this was only part one, I will say, and I'm not going to say who the guest is going to be, but we're going to be back in two weeks with a special guest to do part two of this, because I think there's a lot more to cover when it comes to not only my referee career, but covering somebody else's referee career. And that's, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. We're not going to dive in too much as to who that guest is going to be. We're just going to leave you hanging on that cliffhanger and hope you come back for the next episode as you should check out the SNME radio network check out everything that's going on on sunday night's main event sunday night's main event.com of course you can check out all the great shows on the network as follow bam weekly tuesday morning cooked nxt talk all elite weekly dr mouse lunch party the smack daddy's rampage ramble awtf and pretty ricky's famous internet show boom just like that that's it I, I appreciate every single one of you for checking out this podcast, listening, watching, whatever you're doing. We appreciate your support. Um, in terms of what I've got coming up, of course, I already mentioned it. February the 3rd, I will be at the Crossbody Uproar tapings. Uh, come check me out February 11th at HPW Hamilton Pro Wrestling as myself and JT Kirk challenge Millennial Falcon for the HPW Tag Team Championships. We look to become two-time champions. Um, we've never had a tag team encounter with them for those championships in the history of HPW. We're the only team they haven't beat. Uh, we actually beat Robbie Cosmos and Evan Greenaway at the last show, so we got a little bit of momentum going into this match. So I uh, I like those Millennium Falcon kids. I, I, I was putting them over to my brother and stepdad in the crowd at uh, Go Hard Pro, I was like, no, these guys are are awesome. Like they're young, but they're really good. Like keep keep an eye on them. So yeah, I, I might have to come out to that HPW match if I don't have anything going on. I gotta say, I can't recommend those guys enough. Robbie and Jack's putting in the work, getting out there, yeah. and that's all you can really ask of young performers, man. Put in that work and get those reps in, baby. Boom, you know it. And and I say that like I'm a fucking vet or something, but uh, <laughs> you kind of are, course. like. Uh, let's not go that far. February 17th, another uproar taping will be going down at Crossbody Pro Wrestling. And then the big one, February 18th, Family Day Feud. I'm not too sure what number it is, but you should be there. As the main event has been announced, it's Young Jay Lee versus Aiden Prince for the Crossbody Heavyweight Championship. The finals of the Autobond and the Gold Tournament will be going down. And hopefully you'll see your boy in that finals if not, I will be on that show in some form of fashion because Crossbody can't get enough of the standard, baby. No, I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Hopefully, come out and support independent wrestling. That's been the uh, the theme of this podcast. As yeah. The theme of my podcast career, weekly wrestling podcast, we told you to support independent wrestling. And right here on Setting the Standard, we're telling you to do the same. And if uh, people want to follow you on social media, it's Matthew Grant on Instagram. The first A is a four. Instagram on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I tried to use that hive thing. It didn't get over. So yeah, no, we ain't, we ain't using that. Uh, Twitch, if I ever decide to get back on there, which I probably will with the, uh, upcoming WWE 2K23 release. But, uh, yeah, no, a lot going on in my world right now. Um, shoot job life's crazy. I'm actually going to be freeing up the weekends going forward. So you're going to see your boy 
on a lot more shows, whether it's showing up and hanging out or hopefully wrestling on them. I will be getting getting my face out there in many ways. So Get stay tuned face. for the rest. Stay Get tuned for the rest of my 2023. And uh, Bobby, let, where can they find you on social media? What the oh, hell, I'm man? easy to find. You just go on Instagram and you type in the real Uncle Bobby B, and and then you find me there. And uh, if you want to see me anywhere, I'm usually either at a show as a fan or I'm playing a show in my band. Uh, I'm playing this Saturday in Guelph, but I don't think this episode will be out in time for anybody to come see us. I think it will be, but either way, uh, plug the band really quick as well. Oh, yeah, you can follow us. We are uh, The Dominion. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram at The Dominion HC. HC stands for Hardcore. Hell yeah. And uh, again, we appreciate y'all for following us on this audio journey. And hopefully we'll see you on the next episode. Y'all stay. I don't even know how I'm going to end this, but we're going to do this as natural as possible. We're going to kick it to that beautiful theme song by Loden. Big shout out to Loden. And hopefully if you're watching on the video version, I did my job properly and you get a and, nice uh, little montage. And our, and our big condolences out to all the family and friends of Jamin Pugh, Jay Briscoe. Uh, he will definitely be missed by the pro wrestling world. I think there's no better way to go out than say, reach for the sky, boy. Reach for the sky, boy. Reach for the sky, boy.